three, four. The common counterpart. Hello from the Cameron Connor Power. I am your beta host, Josh. And I am the alpha alpha male, Mark. <laughs> Why do you have to tell him you're the male? The alpha male. Just alpha. I guess I need to, I don't know. I feel like you need to distinguish yourself there. Oh. I guess maybe not. It is 2021. Well, and I have a very high voice. <laughs> so I, I hang out a couple octaves above everybody else. It's, it's to match your high spirits. It, it really is like one of my most self-conscious parts about me. Really? Yeah. And so doing a podcast... Super cool. <laughs> the fact that I record my audio every single week and get to listen to my cringy voice is great. Right. Uh, you do catch on some of the, the odd things you do when you speak. Because as a teacher, I just assume I'm always on point. Always right. But, or no my, mannerisms. Yeah, no ands or ums. Sure. Um, and so I've, I've learned to, to tone a few things back. Yeah. Recording um, your voice is um, as scary as it is for people to hear you and you're like, I don't know if I'm saying the right things. Hearing yourself and just like putting it on record that it exists forever, <laughs> people, people, my kids are going to be like, oh, you always talk like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just the thing that you can't control. Well, uh, so we're, we're in a new location today. We are. And we have access to a periodic table. And I need to let you know that if we were to inhale a little bit of argon, you would actually have a deeper voice. So helium makes it high. Right. Neon has no effect, but argon and especially xenon, you, you would sound like Barry White. I need to start pumping some argon in my life. Yeah. They make argon gum. <laughs> we should we should look into it. That might be the next thing for yeah. people like you, me. You will suffocate if you don't hang upside down and let the heavy gas wow. fall out of your lungs. That may be a risk I'm willing to take. Maybe we do the upside next down, yeah, upside on, down argon podcast on, on xenon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for anyone out there who has access to argon, uh, hit your boy up in the DMs. Slide yeah. in, I got you. <laughs> we should have done this during the pirate episode. Dang argon. it, argon! <laughs> too much. Sorry, too too much. Well, we are back with part two. Yes, of lumber, timber, lumber, wood? timber, wood, woods, yeah. supplies and demands, forests. So. Um, because we sounded stupid last week, and I don't know how you feel, but I, I do always like yell at my radio when I'm listening to a podcast and they, they don't know the answer to a question or they bring up something that I'm like, this is what your episode is on. You should know this. So do you yell at Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune as well? No. I mean, okay. that's, that's like random. But if you're like, hey, we planned an episode on timber and you don't know what the definition of timber is. Mm -hmm. Or they'll be like, oh, what was that movie that guy was in? And they'll say it, and it's absolutely wrong. I'm like, you guys are stupid. So I was kind of upset at, our, at ourselves, really at I, no, me. At you, no, thank upset you. At me. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought that maybe there's a chance that the majority of our listeners are not lumberjacks. Mm -hmm. And maybe they also don't know the right. definition difference. And so I thought I would start with that today. So in the United States and Canada, hmm. milled boards are called lumber where timber describes standing or fallen trees. In Tim contrast, in Britain and many other Commonwealth nations, ah. the term timber is used for both. So in classic American style, we just could not be like everybody else. Dude. And so we added lumber. So is this one another example of how America just won't join the metric system? It is. We just God. will not conform. And do you, have you ever heard a logical argument for why America won't 
join the metric system? No, I mean, the, arg the only argument is that it, it's, we're too far gone. Well, and, and we're America. We don't have to. Right. But even as like a semi-intelligent Ameri American. Who, like, you, me? That'd, that'd be me. Us? Okay. That'd be me. Um, Celsius doesn't make sense in my brain, but it absolutely makes sense on paper. Yeah. Water freezes at zero. Right. And boils it boils at 100. at 100. It's pretty simple. Very, very simple. But I don't know how long it would take me. It looks like you've mastered Celsius already. No, because I don't know what 30 means. <laughs> am I in a jacket or am I in a tee? Right. Right? So I, I just don't think that we are willing to, as a collective, say, mm -hmm. all right, we're going to go all in. I don't know what it would take. But are you okay in your toolbox at home? You have to have metric sockets and you have to have quarter inch right. sockets. You got a combo of both. Maybe it's a big conspiracy by the tool companies who don't, are trying to sell not, twice as many tools. Do not hang that little carrot in front of me. We are going to have that a little bit later <laughs> this episode. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a conspiracy if it's not true. It's interesting. Yes. There's something there. Yeah. Okay, so... So so we have timber and we have lumber. So um, America... But that makes sense though, right? Timber? Like when you think timber, I think of forests. Well, I think of a tree falling down. Oh, that's timber. what you yell. There you go. Um, but it, did you say just Canada and America? Yeah. Call it lumber? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. But I would imagine that when you're on the international market, you just refer to it as timber. Right. Or they're like, oh, here come the Americans with their lumber. <laughs> it just makes sense that you would go with what is universally yeah. considered. So it, that is our first aha moment of the episode. Yes. Timber versus Th Thank lumber. you for that. But I know how hard that is to do like science and, and math for you. Well, next time you walk into Home Depot, be like, hey, I need some timber. But what if, yeah, I'm going to do it with a British accent. Yeah. And let them know that it, it's, it's the right one, cheerio chap. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to need me some timber. Yeah, so that's number one. But we are going back to this well because uh -huh. we have a more specific type of timber lumber that we're going to talk about, uh, and that has to do with the pandemic. Okay. Because you want to do COVID so bad, and I, I, I'm like a, I'm like an owner. Yeah. And you just are the dog who saw the fire hydrant, Got and it. I'm just trying to hold you back. All right. Because I know it's not going to help you. Oh, oh, you're wrong. I don't think that you are going to get out of it what you think. Well, don't. I think you feel like you're, you're Karl Marx right now, and you just have Car this manifesto that the what are world you talking needs about? to know. No, I am, I am Thomas Paine, sir. I am, no, it's not common sense. I am, I am Frederick Bossier, you are which, gonna by be, the way, you have not read my book yet. I know. You are, you are going to be more frustrated after the episode. Because mm -mm, mm -mm, here's, what, here's what I have. And we're going to get demonetized. That we know for sure. <laughs> well... That means what to it, us right it, now? I don't know. Nothing. Dude, we're independent, son. That's true. We're we like do, Tom we McDonald right now. We don't do it for the money. On our own. Uh, us and Alex Jones. Oh, see, now you're really digging a hole, and I gotta, I'm going to have to compete. So let, let me, to, to, to all the commoners out there, um, yes, I, I lean towards conspiracy theories because I'm okay with the idea that we need to think about motivation. And we live in a global society, and we are looking at social media influencers who sell nothing making millions of dollars and i don't know why and i have to believe that there is an agenda for some people now we're not going to go into the science and the politics of covid but in my house we have a saying covid illuminated everything good and bad in your life so if you were in a job you didn't like and covid happened it made you realize how much you hated your job. If you were in a bad relationship, um, if, if your finances were out of order, I, I think COVID was this 
call it a pandemic, call it a disaster, whatever you want, it illuminated some, uh, uh, some shortcomings. So you see this whole entire thing as a blessing. Well, see, see, you're like my wife. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm just trying to guide this conversation it, in a very yes, productive way. Yes, I, I would say that for those of us who are paying attention, sweating the small things, as I say, um, yes, I believe COVID is a blessing if you're willing to pay attention to what it's telling you. I think that part of that is absolutely true. We should be we should be thinking about things with multiple lenses. Thank and, you. And and maybe COVID did do that. I conspiracy I, theories are way more fun than the truth. I will definitely tell you that. Okay. So I see why you you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You're also a avid reader. Yes. Uh, As are you. Yeah. But I like the nonfiction. Yeah. You claim. But your little conspiracy theories, I think you like to dabble in the old fairy tales a little bit because it is more fun of a story. Okay. It, it's, it's a more fun telling. But, it's, but there's truth to it. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. I will say maybe. Okay. So here, here's the thing. Why are, why, when we have a world full of forests and full of a- able-bodied people, why do we have a lumber problem? That's what we're talking about today. Right. And I think I have, I have, I have an opinion, and I think it's, it's one puzzle piece to the, to the large picture. Sure. So if we recap from last week, we talked a little bit about a couple of household items that went supply low, demand high, mm-hmm. right? Toilet paper was the big one that caught on. We're seeing a little bit of stuff with gasoline Right now, if you've been watching the news, oh, which we don't is, make, we don't make that out of wood. Right. Okay. So they're they're just cat food was a, is a thing what? right now, which I didn't even I don't have a cat. Okay. But there's a cat food shortage. Uh, aluminum, uh, and now tin. There's a tin, T I N shortage. Yeah, there's some weird stuff out there. And, uh, and it, listen, coming closer to the speaker, I don't believe any of it. Oh well, let me should be let, let's talk about the reasons why. Let's do that. So we have. Pandemic hits, people have to shift and adjust. Mm-hmm. You're right. We have plenty of trees. Mm-hmm. We do, though, and I think that one of the largest, one of the larger areas of pivot that had to take place, which is one of the reasons why lumber did increase, was the new laws put in place for restaurants. ADA. Wait. Mm, pandemic restaurants. Oh, got it. With, okay. with coating, right? Okay. So what did they say? Can't eat out. Can't eat inside anymore. Right. Got to eat outside. Mm-hmm. There was a, well, it was basically a race against time. You had to rapidly construct some type of structure mm-hmm. that would allow people to eat outside. And it looked, in Fresno, it looked like a third world country. Shanty towns. Yes, they popped were. Popped up all, up and down where these restaurants were. I mean, we have everything from easy ups to actual plywood yeah. to um, pallets to wh- whatever you needed to pass, quote unquote, mm-hmm. inspection for an outdoor dining facility, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Now, we can only see it here in our, our semi-small town. You think about global cities. You think about areas that really had to put a lot of emphasis, a lot of money, and a lot of effort into it. That is more lumber being used. Sure. Right? Right. So that's fair. Mm-hmm. You're, you're okay with that connection. I, I, will, I will concede your point. You will grant me that one. <laughs> Now, the other thing is that we do know that there was a period of time where people kind of just lingered. I would say the first couple months of the pandemic was more of a lingering period. 
yes. while they were trying to make plans and adjusting. They didn't know, should we shut our operation down? Should we keep it going? And this is across all industries. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that maybe you got a little bit behind the eight ball there, and then they were constantly trying to play catch up. Right. And or they didn't do it at all. And right? just, you're just talking about tip uh, commercial in general commercial right. industries in general right. right people and small businesses were trying to decide is it worth it for us to stay open should we shut down mm-hmm. are we going to be able to pay our employees are we not right there was this weird quasi sort of state for those that didn't have really guaranteed jobs for the first couple months i do think that that did play into it because everything kind of was working at half capacity right and th- we were all looking at each other quite suspiciously I, I am not a mask guy. Uh, if, if I have to wear one inside because I'm being told by management, I will. But there's no reason to wear them outside other than to uh, uh, communicate that you are a, uh, a rule follower. Um, the other thing that we haven't talked about yet is when can – we, can we acknowledge, though, that the COVID response was more – it wasn't a definitive agreement. It was more of a wave. We looked around and we saw, oh, wait, that place closed down. So we go someplace else where that place is making you wear masks. And eventually we, we saw things sort of – everyone was dragging their feet until government stepped in and said, all right, we're shutting it down. No indoor dining. Uh, some people are essential. Some people aren't essential. And we saw unemployment skyrocket. Yeah, and because the, it made sense. But, and then the federal government responds with a killer deal, unemployment plus $600 a week. I have a, a, a friend of mine who had a great career. He stepped away from a, a job because the, the company was being a bit immoral, funny money sort of thing. And he walked away in November, and then COVID hit. And he was unemployed for almost a year. And Almost every single job that he interviewed for was going to give him less money than what he was making on unemployment, plus the additional $600 a week. And at one point, he said, I'm going to have to jump into a new career because this money's going to run out someday. Now, the kid that was working at Starbucks or the lumber mill is Ooh. thinking to themselves, why don't I just stay on unemployment? And so some of the research that I'm finding here is that we have plenty of timber. We've got the trees. But what we have done is we shut down the, the lumber mills. We shut down the uh, trucking distribution. We limited how many people Home Depot would keep employed to keep supply up. And so I think this supply went – I'm sorry, demand went up where people were home projects – that was a big one, right? I've got a fence that is 20 years old and is being held up by a prayer right now. Yeah. $4,000 to repair that fence right now. Yeah. Had I done it a year and a half ago, $1,500. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I can't. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> when I do tear that old rickety fence down, you know there are going to be a bunch of wood thieves you know, in front of my house stealing that wood because wood is going to be a commodity again. And doesn't it kind of bring you back a little bit to just the idea of just simple economics again. Yeah. The idea that anything in short supply is valuable. Right. We have come to value the dollar so much, and it's become the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. But when you really take a look at what the pandemic has done, it has made items. It, mm-hmm. has, it has made industries. It has given power to people that haven't had power in a really long time. And who would those people be? The, the producers? 
Well, I mean, you look at the producers, you, you, you sort of take out the middlemen normally, mm-hmm. right? When we think about what's happening, but what we see, especially when it comes to wood, we typically would just throw wood away. Right. I mean, it happens all the time. Sure. You, you, you ship pallets on it, you throw the pallets away, you burn them, you do whatever you got to do. Like yeah. all of those things are, are, are now like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That it, 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 I just kind of like the reassuring nature that anything can be worth something. And scarcity makes the prices go up. Let me give you an example. Uh, for Mother's Day, I bought my wife, the mother of my two daughters, uh, a case of Clorox wipes. What a guy. Guess what? We have not had Clorox wipes in our house for over a year. Did she shed a tear? She, she, she hugged them like her first one. <laughs> she, she looked at me and, and understood the, the, the value, the, the value and, the, and the jest. Um, she also got a very nice card. What um, she didn't know is you drove to North Dakota to pick up those Clorox wipes. <laughs> no, what she doesn't know, and I don't know, I don't even know what I paid for them. I saw Clorox wipes in Costco for the first time in a year, and I reached down and I grabbed them. I mean, does it even matter? You were, you were going to pay whatever. Right. I didn't care. Right. I mean, and I felt the same way with toilet paper. I feel the same way with gas. Do you know that we're paying almost $2 more for gas right now than we did about a year ago? It, it's, it's the other side of the economics where you can, you can gripe. Mm-hmm. And you can complain all you want about the price of toilet paper, about the price of gas, about all mm-hmm. that stuff. But at the end of the day, you you have to function. Right. So you're going to pay for it. Right. At the end of the day, people need to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. So these lumber prices, they're just like, well, I guess this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you when you get to it, and because I was doing some research and I'm talking to these guys and, you know, we, we demonize corporations and companies and industries. And we just call it big, big tech. Big yeah. lumber, big farm. But what you don't realize is that a lot of times these are family-owned businesses. This is a four or five generation family that cuts down trees. And then you got a different company that transports the timber to the sawmill. And you've got other people who plane and cut that wood. And then you got to store it because that wood has to cure. You can't just put out freshly cut, wet uh, lumber. And then that has to be distributed. And then that's sitting in a Home Depot so that a kid who got his very first job making $14 an hour in California, because minimum wage is insane out here, there's an, I mean, where you're looking at multiple, what did we call it the other day? Um, supply chain. There's a massive supply chain, and we have stopped producing the lumber. And I think a, a huge component is, is that COVID made everybody go home. And so it's there. We're just waiting for it. And we're also competing against the rest of the world. If China wants to buy all of our lumber at 300% markup, they can afford to do it. I cannot afford to buy fence posts at that price. And so who is the lumber industry going to sell their wood to? Right. It makes perfect sense. To the at person the who's going to give the most money. Especially during a pandemic, right? Where right. dollars are important right mm-hmm. now. And that's the other thing. Like You can just say, you know what? It's not my time to build a fence. Oh, so you, then, see, you haven't seen my fence, though. Right, but you're you're okay with it. So then, why are we? Why is our housing market right now how it is? Why are we building houses when we know what that what we're doing is not smart? Well, because so I know if I know you know by association, I know a couple people in development. These people bought land twenty years ago, thinking community was going to move out into that direction, and it's finally their turn. Right, there was that. That um, recession in 2008, I think a lot of people are getting a little nervous about inflation going up um, in 21, 22. 
And we forget that people make a living building houses. They buy the land, they develop it, engineers, construction, architects. People make a living on construction. Um, the other thing I know is that when interest rates are low, so if you can borrow money at 2%, 3%, we call that cheap money. Well, what's an extra 40 grand at that point, right? Which is what you're paying now in, well, the, in but, the influx. Right. Well, so you're paying the 40 grand to build the house, which means uh, when the, the person who has to buy the wood has to transfer that cost someplace. Right. So who buys it? Does the, does the architect buy it? Does the, the contractor buy it? Uh, does the development buy it? And then eventually the homeowner has to buy it. As I say, it. but at the end of the day, right. who's paying for it? It's the, the homeowner. homeowner. And this timber, this lumber, is like cryptocurrency. The price of that lumber is going to drop at some point, which now means you bought a house for $50,000 more than you should have because at that particular moment, building materials were that expensive. Right, and that value is not going to reflect. It, and that in, value will in, not in, stay in the home. No, of course not. So, so, who, so what are we doing here? We're trying to pretend like everything is normal, and it's not. I, I also think that we're dealing with multiple markets at the same time. And because people want to come to people, well, it's twofold. People want to leave California, but don't kid yourself. People still want to be here. The, Some places, the, yeah. The, there are in. I mean, there are jobs here. There yeah. are industries here. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why we're the most populated state. This is where people want to be. They feel that opportunity is good, and mm -hmm. they feel like it's worth. It, there's no surprise that when you get here, you're like, man, I didn't know California was this expensive. Like, no, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And it's even more expensive right now. But the housing market, you cannot, mm -hmm. you cannot get a house. Well, and what's unless crazy? you're paying over asking. And what is crazy is there is, I believe there is very, very little logging done in California. And yet we have one of the largest forests in the country. The Sierra Nevada mountain range is chock full of timber. And we don't, cut, we, don't, we, don't, we don't go after it anymore. I mean, towns throughout the state were built on logging. And we talked about this last, last episode. So we are, we're buying lumber from other states, shipping it in, burning the fossil fuel, you know, carbon footprint and everything. Um, and we're not taking advantage of the resources in our own state. Now, is that a smart move or is that a bad move? Well, I... Is it, isn't it the exact same as the oil argument? Why would I want to use my own... I can use somebody else's. Don't use your own supply? Don't get high on your own supply, <laughs> dog. Right? We're, we're, we would rather buy it from somebody else. Let's use their stuff. Right. And then in hopes you play the long game, that when they don't replant, that when they can't afford to get that back again, mm -hmm. who are they going to come to? Well, Us. And then what do we do? We control the market. So I'm going to put on the sombrero. Hit it. You can play that game for so long if everyone plays by the same rules. And... I'm not so naive to think that America does not manipulate the market and lie to its people and, and take the shortcut when they can. But we also know other countries around the world, not only do they do the same thing, but they're even better at it. I mean, when I look at global economics, it's, it's the mafia. It is a, it is a cartel. Well, who's policing? Nobody. That's the pro that, that's. I mean, we talked about this with pirates. We talked mm -hmm. about this with everything. And I think that's one thing that we really want to get across is that you know, China launches a rocket, it falls, mm -hmm. they don't owe an apology to anybody. Who and, cares where it lands? And they're not going to apologize. Not going to, but no. what are we supposed to do? Hey, be better next time. Right. But they're when, like, no. But when California decides to start cutting down some trees to manage the forest, to uh, uh, 
use a natural resource efficiently, people get all upset that we're destroying the environment. Well, isn't it funny now? You look at hindsight always as you know something that's a little bit easier. I think the term is 2020. I know. I didn't want to be. Do oh, that. you didn't want to do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. It's okay. Um, you look back at our at our at our forest, our our previous fire season. Yeah. Doesn't that fire season become way more hard to look at when you think about the price of lumber now? Right. Right. It wouldn't have mattered. You know, during mm-hmm. the, you know, let's rewind it back. You know, well, that's California being California. Like wildfires are nothing new. Like that's no. just what happens. In fact, if anything, we should have a healthier view of forest fires because either you're going to log, you're going to uh, uh, allow animals to graze, or it's going to burn. Well, what'll be interesting moving forward to see is, well, now that we know that this is a commodity, mm-hmm. are we going to be a little bit more enticed to manage our forests a little bit better, to remove a little bit more? Because we're now we're not just removing environment. We're, they see dollar signs. Yeah. In the immortal words of Rosa Parks, hell nah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't, I just, when, when I look at what's going around the world right now, we're more concerned about someone using a particular pronoun or someone getting, you know, accolades for doing one thing or the other, and we're not really talking about hard economics, supply and demand. Uh, we have an industry that America is prime for. We we can be energy and almost resource independent overnight if we would just manage our resources and use them. And that's it. It's the man. It's always the management. Right now, when we think about this short supply, be careful now. Are you ready? I don't know. You're looking at me in a weird way. I've never seen this before. There is a pretty big argument taking place right now that they are just not releasing the lumber. I believe that. At the rates that they could because it's it's simple economics, then, and the wood is there, they, and they have it at the mills. And they need to make their money back. Makes perfect sense to me. Do you? Can you blame them? No, I don't. If you believe in capitalism, Mm -hmm. are they doing anything wrong? Uh, No. But do do they hold, as Americans, let's call them American companies, Mm -hmm. which is easier, do they hold a responsibility to the people to provide this service? No. I believe the government elected by the the people owe us uh, that level of responsibility, which, and again, COVID has illuminated a variety of things, and politics and religion and that sort of thing got really hot during COVID. I guess, saying, I guess COVID's still going on. Are you saying you want government control of the timber industry? <laughs> oh my God. Is that what you just did? Oh my gosh. It's like, you're like from Venus, man. Is that what you want to do? You can't, you can't hear my Martian language. You want the government I to control I do not the want the government. But what I am saying is well, that- what about it, the bullies out there? Like, you mean- you mean our, the United the States timber, government? No, the timber bullies who are holding their wood back and saying, you can't have it. They're holding their lumber back. That's true. It's been converted. Yes. Um, no one wants trees. I, I'm, I am a free market capitalist, and these guys are playing, again, back to the long con, the long game here. They need to be reimbursed for the money they couldn't make over the course of the year. And it goes back to the worker. You can only mill so much wood if you've got people who are willing to work those jobs. And if unemployment is decentivizing people from going to work, then how are you going to process the timber into lumber to move it through the country? I think that when you look at that, though, like you talked about before, this idea of commodity chain, Mm -hmm. how does this affect the entire chain? 
Well, because it's not one company who owns everything. Mm-mm. We don't really have a lot of that type of vertical integration anymore mm-hmm. where you're controlling every aspect. It's not cost effective. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hire the shipping company who they just ship wood. Right. That's what they do for a living. That's the only trucks they have. They can keep their, you know, their margins a little bit higher by not having to have all the different types of trailers right. and they run the same routes and they, you know what I mean? Well, that, now that guy's missing out. Right. Because he doesn't have he doesn't have the lumber to move. Exactly. And where does he go? Does he go on unemployment? Does he go get another job? Right. What's he supposed to do? So I, I think that there is a lot of times, especially politically, depending on what news you're watching, there is either this idea of big government so awesome for providing unemployment mm-hmm. or you're all scumbags. Why would you stay on unemployment this long? It it It's way more of a gray area well, to, is to, it not look at the guy who's trying to do he's it is trying great. to run his tump he, it, he wants to drive trucks right and it, but it's it's all about incentivizing people uh for example uh, i would love one day to run a marathon i'm not going to <laughs> i'm it's not good in, self-awareness i'm not i'm not i'm not motivated to do that now if somebody said listen olson if you can run a marathon in under six hours i will give you x amount of dollars and if I found if I thought that the dollar was worth the effort, I'd probably go after it. Um, we, I can't be mad at people who are making as much money or a little bit less money on government subsidized unemployment compared to going back to work. And long time ago, I think I was at a summer camp one time, and this guy talked about how uh, getting a train started, a locomotive, takes a lot of energy, a ton of energy. And if you put a relatively small, smooth thing in front of the engines, I don't think they're called wheels, but the, the yeah, yeah, okay, you can prevent the train from ever moving. It never gets traction. And so once we've cut down one aspect of the supply chain, and then the other one falls, and then the other one falls, it's going to take so much energy to get this supply chain back and running, and you're fighting against unemployment. You're fighting against apathy. You're fighting against, well, hell, there's no jobs here anymore, so I'm picking up my family and I'm moving someplace else where I can work. It's, it, it's not going to be an easy fix. And so I can't be mad at the, at the lumber and timber companies for trying to make a buck. Uh, I think what I am mad at is how we've incentivized people to not produce in the name of COVID relief. And I, I, I think... I, you and I can both find our own set of facts that contradict each other, and we're never going to agree. Luckily, for the most part, you and I agree on on, on most things. And you're still learning, and I appreciate that about you. That you're Don't willing do that. To- <laughs> I'm an expert. But it, it is funny, and I, and I think when you talk about the idea of just illuminating, I think this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you think it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. For the company. I don't care if you think it's right or wrong for the employee. I don't care if you think it's right or wrong for the consumer. I just care about what you know about what's happening. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. this this idea of why is lumber so expensive right now? Mm-hmm. Man, there's probably nine different reasons why. Do you yeah. know what they are? Right. If, if, if you don't, you probably should. Because it will give you a better understanding of what's taking place globally mm-hmm. and why this same exact thing is not unique to America and is not unique to COVID. Mm-hmm. What's unfortunate is during COVID, this is the things that we see in the United States. Guess what? Remove COVID, move to another part of the world where you even have less 
regulation from the government, right. and it happens every day. Well, and, and people cannot get ahead. Yes. And we wonder why they can't develop. Imagine living in this COVID world for the rest of the, your life and, and trying to develop a country. It becomes very difficult to do so because you're constantly chasing your tail. Mm-hmm. And the human spirit will eventually just give up. It will. And, and it does with people. And, I, and we, we started the, the common counterpart with this idea of have and have-nots. And it doesn't matter where you go. There's always going to be that hierarchy of those who have all of it, it appears, and those who have absolutely nothing. And there's no way to get away from it, right? There's always going to be the poor among you. There's always going to be the corrupt among you. And so being self-aware and socially and globally aware, I, I agree with you, is important. And we can blame anybody we want. We can blame those people over there. We can blame the banks. We can blame the, the, whoever you want to blame. But you do need to understand it's all connected somehow. And you can't just say, well, I, I blame the banks or I blame the greedy timber, uh, uh, the, the, the lumberjacks. Yeah, it's not fair. It isn't fair. And it's not – but it – it, it does simplify an argument for a simple mind. Well, and it also creates a villain. There we go. And you can villainize. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's too, I mean, to be honest, there are, even the idea of a villain means that somebody else is not. Mm-hmm. And I have a little bit of a problem with that because you're, you're painting a very narrow focus mm-hmm. on something that we know isn't narrow. Well, we have been raised on Disney. It's fair. It's easy to pick one person. And, I don't like him, but I do like him. And I love, and it's easier to fit in a tweet. And I love how the villain is always always has that caricature. Sure. The moment the person comes on the screen, you're like, that's the bad guy. Right. You already know. Yeah. And, and in reality, you look you you could put the banker next to the lumberjack, next to the business owner, mm-hmm. next to the truck driver, and they're all just trying to do what they can for themselves and their family. That's exactly. it. Exactly. And but for some reason, if you're not a part of that group, mm-hmm. They become the villain. But to the bankers, the banker's not the villain. Mm-mm. He's like, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. I'm just trying to make money for my company. This, the lumber mill, I'm, this is an industry where margins are thin. Yeah. We use plywood as scrap. I mean, oh, absolutely. It, and now plywood has become gold. Gold. Did you see the, the meme? Someone took a picture of like a, a, a big old truck taking lumber down the freeway. And the, the meme, was, meme was, and they don't even have an armed escort. Right. Because when you can, when you consider that what used to be, uh, you know, a two by four might have been eight bucks at one point, and now it's forty something dollars. If you can even get it. If you can get it, um, and I'm surprised. And, and again, I don't, I don't work in the trucking industry. I've, I've, I've talked to people who say, you know, truck drivers they know how to take care of themselves for the most part. Sure. Um, and you know, don't ask a question that you don't want the answer to. Right. And so I'm pretty sure these guys are aware that if you're hauling timber and lumber, uh, you need to be careful and protect yourself. Well, I was thinking about that the other day too. I drove by a couple of new construction, you know, areas and I'm, you can't do it the way you used to do it. it was there security by chance? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of security. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever driven by new, new construction areas. They typically do have one guy on patrol <laughs> and like a white Ford Ranger. Who could never catch yeah. me if he was chasing me. But you know, it's funny in, in sort of the opposition of that, I drove by my neighbor's house the other day and he had, he was resodding his lawn. Okay. And it was 6 a.m. And there was a pallet on the ground on the sidewalk with all the sod, right? Just laid out in strips. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, someone could just go over there and steal that. Right. Like, they're not awake yet. Mm-mm. But you, you could leave that out there no problem. 
you could not do that with lumber right now. No. It would absolutely be gone. So now you talk about the issues that developers have. They get now one more thing to worry about. Absolutely. Truck drivers have one more thing to worry about now. It just adds this other level. And those companies that are able to adjust are the ones that are going to make it. Mm-hmm. And the ones that don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's copper wiring all over again. Oh, my God. Right? Remember when that? <laughs> that was insane. It, yeah. And that, those are the types of things that are happening. And it's about being able to manage your scarcity. Now you're changing your delivery you're probably only delivering day of lumber oh, absolutely. to construction sites. And you are you have someone there now who's being way more accountable for mm-hmm. that wood. Yeah. And because every wood, every piece of lumber not used is, is money. Absolutely. And it's not efficient to drop off, you know, enough wood for one house at a time. When you're looking at construction, you're dropping off an efficient amount to make the trip worth Exactly. The, the, the visit. But uh, now you can't because no, I'm not dropping off one load for a house. Mm-mm. It's all going to get stolen, whatever I don't use in the day. So now I, I'm added, I added four more trips to that new lot. Mm-hmm. So that's four more, you know, call it mm. an hour either each way to gas, paying mm. the employee. So guess what? Where's that money going to end up on the f- owner's doorstep? Oh, yeah. And that's why houses are going to be more expensive right and now. And so what happens to the used housing market? Now more people are decentivized to buy new houses and right, they're going to buy the old houses and which and is what we're seeing because the market right now is insane have you checked the price on your house i don't want to look because i don't want to live in fantasy land Dude. because i do think this is going to burst at it, some point and it might burst but when i saw the uh still for sale sign on but i also i'm seeing a lot of people in my neighborhood selling their houses and they're getting the prices that i'm seeing on the internet and i'm thinking how do you justify that price in a middle-income, working-class neighborhood knowing full well that the economy is going to swing in the other direction? Right. Well, here's the problem is once you sell, unless uh-huh. you plan on being homeless, yeah. you now have to re-enter into that crazy market mm-hmm. with your inflated money, but yeah. you're going back to inflated prices. Well, I... You have to take California money and get out of California, and then <sighs> you can win. Yeah. Not not you guys. We want you guys to stay in California and listen to us. Well, I mean, we're 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 global, so. Oh, that's right. we're, we're available. internationally we're, known. Yeah, we're available. <laughs> you can hit us up wherever. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. It's I love heavy. It, it yeah. is. It's heavy, but it, it, it it's hard because these are people's lives, mm-hmm. and and honestly, people have been affected. And I don't want to diminish what has happened to certain people, either by their choices or sometimes. They're just being bystanders. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a choice in some of these things, and, and you know I, I want to make sure that that's pretty clear. That yeah, and I th- I think a lot of us do feel like we're we're kind of in the storm, we're in the waves, and we're being uh, uh, choices we're forced to make are being dictated by forces and people far far removed from us who are maybe not in the waves. Yeah, and so they don't know what it's like. Nice cushy beach beach house. Right, it's a little bit easier that way. Yeah. Well, before we sign off today. Why don't you hit them with a little bit of wisdom of the week? It's oh, good wisdom. And uh, I did get permission from my alpha male host to, uh, to go deep into the weeds, wood, uh, weeds here. I almost said woods. Nice. We can go deep into the woods, we too. Can go into the woods. You can go anywhere you want. We got them. From one of my favorite authors, George Orwell, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And if that's the case, Mark... We are revolutionaries. We're truth tellers, baby. That's what we do. We're trying our best. Mm -hmm. And again, it's only a conspiracy if it's not true. That's facts. (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for joining us this week. As always, make sure you give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode on Spotify uh, to your social media stories. And 
We will be back next week with another yeah. fantastic episode. Fantastic. That's a lot of hype. <laughs> I'm into it. They, they, I think they, they heard it. They, they heard know. It. Okay. They know. All right. All right. Be good, guys. Later. Later.